Lord God, we thank you and praise you for your word. We thank you and praise you that you've called us to be your disciples and have, uh, give us in the, have given us a heart to hear your word. Now as we reflect not just on, on, on your word, but your direction, uh, may you feed our hearts and our minds and our wills to follow you more dearly and more, more closely. And we ask this in your son's dear name. Amen. Please be seated. There we go. Well, good morning, all. Uh, those who don't know me, my name is Alex Ivanovich. I am a member of the Anglican Network in Canada. I'm also a chaplain with Canadian Armed Forces. Um, and, uh, and I'm really happy to be with you uh, this morning, and particularly to take some time to, uh, to, to join you in the midst, uh, from what I understand, is a series that you guys are doing on the Ten Commandments. Uh, and today, we're going to look at uh, uh, God's Word about uh, family in particular, and parents uh, e- even more so. All right. Um, first, I want to start with a story. Three sons uh, left home and did really, really well. Uh, in the world, uh, by, by worldly means. They, they became wealthy and, and, and very prosperous. And in Thanksgiving, they decided they would support their, their mom by giving her presents. And is the want between sons, there's always a bit of competition. So, uh, at one point, they got together and they spoke uh, and, and they, they shared what each had done for their mom. Well, the first son said, you know, I got uh, mom this huge house, mansion in fact, gorgeous place, swimming pool and all. Well, the other son said, yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. Um, I did get my, my, I got mom uh, a Mercedes Benz. Not only that, I gave her a driver, so she didn't have to drive at all. Third son said, listen, I got you all beat. I got mom a parrot, and not just any parrot. I got mom a parrot who had been trained, took years to do this, trained to uh, recite the Bible. All mom has to do is uh, uh, tell it chapter and verse, and mom, and, and so and the parrot would would, uh, would give her that uh, that that passage. Well, it wasn't long. Uh, mom sent note back to all their son, all her sons, and thank thank you notes. The first, uh, she said, you know, Jonathan, thank you so much for the house, but really, it's huge. It's so huge. I only live in one room, and yet I have to clean the whole place. Martin, she wrote to the next, Honestly, I am too old to be traveling anymore, so I really just spend all my time at home. And uh, that driver you sent, he can be pretty rude. Finally, to the, to the third, Sonny, he said, Dearest Donald, uh, thank you so much. For your gift, you know what I love most, and 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 you've chosen 
best because I got to say that chicken was delicious. <laughs> okay. Anyway, today we're picking up on uh, the uh, the fifth commandment. Honor your father and mother so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord has given you. Now, there's several unique things or a few unique things about this uh, commandment. It's actually only one of two that is stated on the po- in the positive sense. Well, most of us think of the Ten Commandments like, thou shalt not, right? Well, there's two that speaks in positive terms, thou shalt. And one is the, uh, honoring your mother and father, and the second is a previous one, honor the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day. It's also the only commandment that comes along with a promise that you will live long in the land that the Lord God gave you. And finally, it stands in a, an important location in that in a list. The fifth commandment is a transitional commandment. The first four, put God first, no idols, don't misuse God's name, keep different the Sabbath day. They all address how human beings are supposed to relate to God. The last six address how human beings are to relate to each other. Just as a failure to honor God with exclusive uh, allegiance keeps us from obeying well the other commandments, so a failure to honor our parents often affects how we can effectively honor, care for other people. In other words, if you don't show respect and love within your families, you're going to struggle to show honor and compassion to your friends, to your neighbors, to strangers. Now, a commandment is full, first and foremost about doing stuff. So I'm proposing that for the next few minutes, we're just going to, we're going to talk practical. What does it look like? Yeah, we're given commandments, so what? How, how, you know, it's, it's, it's almost a, how do you do this? It's easy to say, harder to do. So let's reflect on, on the doing. And we want to talk, um, to us, uh, as parents and then as children. So, firstly, uh, a few minutes on being a parent. We can sum up the application to parents in a single sentence. Make it easy for your children to obey this commandment. There's a sense in which if you want your children to honor you, you have to show yourself to be honorable. How do you make it easy for your children to honor you. I'll give you five uh, short points. 
one, this may, uh, even as I say it, I'm thinking of exceptions, but, but firstly, praise your children. When was the last time you said, I am so proud of you? When was the last time you bragged about your kids in their presence? I recall, uh, uh, I, I'm really, I, I'd like to think that I'm good at talking about my kids and how, how well they do. The question, but I've had uh, an instance where one of my kids said, I never hear you say anything about me. So I'm not sure where you stand. So oftentimes doing it in their presence is is significant. You want to be a cheerleader for them. Vaughn. We make it easier for our children to honor uh, us by listening to our kids. Many of us uh, parents struggle with this uh, in, the, in this area because we're really busy. Our kids talk, but we don't always listen. We're often busy. B- busy on our phones, busy at work, busy with doing household tasks. Usually, we expend so much energy on these other things, we sometimes don't have enough energy to just listen. When I was still in school, I recall several instances of our youngest daughter uh, would come into the room with, who wanted, and she wanted to read a book to me. And of course, it would always coincide with a paper coming due the next day. And I'm in my head all anxious and, and all. And I recall being, hearing God say, listen, if I want you to pass this course, you're going to pass this course. Honor your kid. Listen. You know, and so, so I kind of lift that up to God, that the, my task up to God and let God and, and let my child and, and let Sophie Read me uh, a bit of a uh, a bit of her her book and show off how well she could read uh, at the time. I also offered up that experience that you know God, if you really want me back on you'll you'll keep Sophie short <laughs> either way god's God's there three by setting limits by saying no. Our kids need to know that there's a safe place for them. Uh, and that comes with the word uh, no, oftentimes. That's not always easy. For those of us who've been parents and grown, raised kids, we know it's not always easy. Enforcing limits can be awfully tiring upsetting, inconvenient. And you need to believe, though, that your kids are worth the time, uh, are, are worth the stress 
the strain, and the inconvenience. And a word, if you are partnered, make sure that your husband, your wife, your spouse uh, are on the same page with you, with the no. And if you have an issue with the no or the yes, that you do that on the side, not in front of your kids. Again, I'm still thinking very practically, okay? Four, um, by spending time with them. That's sort of associated with listening to them. Nothing else can take the place that you have, that, uh, of, nothing else can take the place of you spending time with your kids. No gift that you can give is as crucial as the gift of yourself. Your kids will forget the things you're going to give them. They're going to remember the time you spend with them. And finally, by modeling a right kind of life. An awful reality is our kids watch, our kids uh, hear, and our kids imitate. We are their first role models. When kids get into teenage years, a parent will often wonder whether they have any influence on, on their kids. Because that's often the time when kids push back, right? That's normal. But studies have also suggested very strongly that you remain the strongest influence on your children over friends, over the media, uh, over anything in their lives. You are number one. Um, so be honorable because kids are watching. So all these suggestions are true. No matter how old you are, no matter how old your kids uh, are. Now, not all of us are parents. All of us are kids. So now let's move on to uh, uh, to thinking of ourselves as kids and, and um, how we honor our parents. How we follow this fifth commandment. You know, too often we relegate this commandment um, to young children. And I have to confess, I, I do the same. My first time, honor your mother and father. I, I, I go right to little kids. But we don't stop being kids to our parents. And in fact, I don't think God ever intended this commandment to be aimed primarily for little kids. But rather, it is an adult commandment, along with all the rest. How many young children were present at Mount Sinai, we wonder? Most of the people who received those Ten Commandments were adults. So this commandment is primarily for grown-up kids, you and I. It's God's way of telling us how to treat our parents. How do we honor our parents? Again, I'm going to give you uh, a, a short list. One is obey. That's a, uh, that's a big word. Obey 
your parents, you grown-ups. <laughs> I know as soon as I saw, I, I know as soon as I saw this commandment, a lot of people would think, I started thinking, oh, this, 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 uh, this can't be right, totally, because, you know, for, for mo- a lot of us, the whole point of moving away from home is you don't have to obey anymore. Most of us have heard it said that while you don't have to obey your parents, you always have to honor them. Well, that's true enough, but I would suggest that if you simply stay at that, you don't fully grasp the biblical implication of this fifth commandment. Our modern attitude of moving away so that we don't have to obey would have shocked Moses would have shocked St. Paul. In their eyes, children were always to obey their parents. The only possible exception being when parents ask the kids to do something that violates God's law. Therefore, it kind of goes back to being the kind of parent that makes it easy for your kids to obey this commandment. mindset, the uh, older your parents get, the more wisdom they attain and the greater your responsibility to obey their instructions. Does that mean kids are to obey their elderly parents? Yeah. Um, you know, I, even as I say it, it's, I think of exceptions because as, as our kid, our parents get older and those of us who are in this in-between uh, generation or at least while my uh, Mom was still alive. I, I became a caregiver. But the implication or the invocation remains the same about obedience. Even when it means setting limits for your parents, that can be hard because it, you, you don't want it to violate other commandments. Obey your your parents. Two, by speaking well of your parents. You know, no family is perfect, and for most of us, is uh, this commandment of uh, speaking well of them can be easier than for other of us. And that kind of raises the question: How do you speak well of people who've hurt you deeply? We're not perfect. Well, here I, I think we're left with some advice that we all learned as children, right? If you can't say something nice, what is it? Don't say anything at all. You know, honestly, uh, there's a true sense in which we honor our parents by refusing to speak evil of them. Again, we're talking about behavior. Talking about actions you take, not not the way you feel, not um, uh, necessarily doing everything you want to do or feel like doing. Sometimes just being quiet is your way of honoring your parents. That being said, we follow the commandment of 
honoring our parents by forgiving them. Here we come to the heart of the problem for a lot of people. How do you honor parents who've hurt or abused you? How do you honor the alcoholic father? How do you honor the mother who left you? How do you honor the parents who neglected you? I realize that there are some of you here who may have um, your stomach in a knot when you think about it. Unfortunately, that's the reality that whenever you he, whenever you speak about parents, there's always somebody in the group or more who were abused. Abused physically or emotionally or sexually while they were growing up. Some of you may have grown up uh, uh, in homes of alcoholics or workaholics. Perhaps you had parents who were distant or cold or uncaring and you want to cry out, how can I honor people who are unhonorable? What's God asking me to do this morning about that? Is God asking me to put on a mask and pretend it never happened? No, he's not. God loves you more than you can imagine. And he knows what you've lived. But he's here this morning to ask you to take a step toward honoring your parents. And maybe it's a step of forgiveness. To give up your right in terms of justice, your right to hold bitterness or, or even revenge. And then ask God to begin using, healing your heart and then maybe even using you by the actions you take to become a source of God's love for them. God is the source of love, and you can't love of your own accord. Ask him simply to pour his love into them uh, as from your heart. And, and over time, this isn't a snap thing, over time and maybe years, as you continue to make the choice to forgive, to honor, to be quiet, um, to, to, to not speak ill, um, that your sen- you'll sense an attitude change in your heart. So J- David said in, uh, uh, in, in Psalm 27, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. comes down to God 
there. God, God's the center of all these commandments. It's not just a do and don't list, even though I'm talking strict in, in behaviors at the, uh, right now. It's about your attitude to God and where God's place is in your heart and in your life. And as you ask God into your heart and into that situation, your relationship, you'll make a major advance in your spiritual life. When you conclude that your parents, your kids, are sinners just like you. Are they unlovely? Love them anyway. Are they selfish? Love them anyway. Are they too possessive? Love them anyway. Are they too contrary, too weak, too mean, too hard? They're your parents. Love them anyway. And the final point, don't forsake them. At this point, we have Jesus uh, as a model for for this. While he hung on the cross, dying, he took time to remember his mom, his aged mom. To his mother, he said, woman, this is your son. And to his beloved disciple, to John, he says, son, this is your mother. Think of that. While he was dying, while he was kind of preoccupied, um, he took time to remember the fifth commandment. So don't forsake your parents. Practical terms, call them. Text them these days. Uh, Care for them, support them financially. Speak well of them. And remember them after they're gone. Let me just wrap this. Um, the principle at the heart of the fifth commandment is this. Make family a priority. It's a rather somber fact of life that neither children nor parents are around for long. And the older I get, the more I realize that. Faster time goes, the shorter the time ahead. And, and, and honestly, I've buried enough young people to, to know that that's actually the case, no matter how old you are. Someday those children won't be in your home. Someday those parents will be gone as well. Life is short. Value your family and make them a priority. With that, I'm gonna, uh, stop. Does that kind of make some of that sense? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, do keep, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm honored. Uh, and, 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 um, I think it's really cool you guys are doing the, the Ten Commandments and putting that practice into, uh, uh, into life, uh, and into God's, um, word. So, let's, uh, let me just close in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, the word. Um, that, God, you didn't just create us. 
It didn't uh, simply give us a way to redeem us in the end, but you've walked with us in the midst of this life, and you have given us guidance. Holy Spirit, dwell into our hearts that we may put that guidance into practice. And we ask this in Jesus' strong name. Amen.